0: You're listening to the You Don't Know Me Yet podcast network.
1: Holly Cotton here, and I have Miss Rashida Joy with me today. And if you guys are on Instagram, you can find her at Rashida Joy. She is a women's plant-based fitness coach, and she has all kind of other things that she's doing, as well as just the plant-based platform. She's into fitness. She has numerous other things, and she's grown this brand of talking about her lifestyle. So welcome, Rashida.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for having me. This is such an honor. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so first question because
1: I also am into fitness and I do talk about plant based lifestyle, I do talk about being healthy remotely, although I do engage in an occasional (laughs) not plant based product. But can you tell us
0: just basically how you became a plant based lifestyle coach? Yes, so my mother, I always like to start with my mother because she is the reason why I am plant-based today. So maybe about I think it's thirteen 14 years now, my mother was diagnosed with colon cancer, and um, you know, she taught me a lot. She brought Dr. Sabie's information, she brought plant-based lifestyle information to me, and you know 13 years ago, nobody was mentioning the word plant-based. Um, I think all we knew was the word vegetarian (laughs) and that was kind of like what we knew. Um, so she presented all this information to me and started educating me on, you know, how to eat alkaline, how to eat vegan, how to eat plant-based. And, um, I saw her, you know, transform her eating lifestyle, but I also saw how difficult it was for her, even with the diagnosis to change her eating habits. So, um, she kind of kept coaching me. <laughs> she kept coaching me. And I was, you know, like a lot of people implementing a little bit here, implementing implementing a little bit there. And she passed in 2012. And then I, I knew, okay, I got to actually get really serious with this. And then I transitioned to being a pescatarian. A lot of people know, you know, pescatarian is a person that, you know, eats fish, eats eggs, and I felt really good. So, That was kind of how I started my journey into um, becoming plant-based. And eventually, um, you know, my mother had taught me. and She kind of kept speaking to me, you know, you need to, you know, (laughs) get it together. Uh, And I transitioned to eating whole food plant-based in 2016 after a Daniel fast. Um, Because, you know, around the beginning of the year, a lot of people um, sometimes have heard of the Daniel fast, you know, 21 days of fruits and vegetables and beans and nuts and seeds. And I really got a glimpse of, oh, this is what being plant-based is like. I think I could do it. And ever since then, I've been plant-based. And then, um, you know, my mother's legacy was teaching people how to do this, teaching me. And once I got a firm grip on it, I got some more certifications. And I said, you know, I could really help a lot of people because I saw the impact it was making on myself. And I saw how it helped my mother to last, you know, 10 years with stage four cancer. You know, eventually, you know, it took her life, but doctors were still amazed. Like, how are you still doing this? How are you still living? So I saw the powers of the plant-based lifestyle and I said, I could help some people with this. Okay. I love that. And that's one,
1: if you follow me or you see anything I post, that's the biggest thing I'm always about using whatever your passion is to inspire other people so i love that and it definitely comes out with even whenever you're talking about it you can hear the passion and also like you said you also have the evidence-based practice about it like hey this is not just something i'm fooling around with this actually is working and it can prolong your life so i love that i love that okay so First question I have, I know just for people that are listening, a lot of times, like you said, they can't differentiate between different kinds of diets. Like you think vegan, plant-based, vegetarian, I'm like, what does that mean? Am I eating leaves? Is it grass? What? what? What's going on? I go into the grocery store. There's a whole aisle now, like where there wasn't before. am I eating really eating turkey sausage? Am I eating beans? What is it? So I know you just mentioned a few things. Can you give us just a brief little overview of, like you said, an alkaline diet, a vegan diet, plant based diet. Can you kind of just give us some differentiation so we know maybe I want to go to that lifestyle and I want to change, but I don't even know
0: the genre of what diet I'm gonna pick right. Absolutely, it's confusing. You know, any it is confusing, and um, a lot of it is um, marketing, right? So we can start with what a pescatarian diet is. Okay, so pescatarian is a person that doesn't eat any chicken, any beef, um, any pork, but they do eat eggs, milk, dairy, and fish. Okay, so that's how I started about seven years, eight years ago, um, a vegetarian is a person that does not eat fish, but they eat, um, eggs, milk, dairy, and, um, no other animal products, right? So no chicken, no beef, no pork. Now a vegan is a person that, um, has ethical, uh, strong ethical standpoints on animal cruelty, and they stay away from all animal products beef, pork, chicken, dairy, eggs, and they also refrain from wearing things like leather, silk, um, because they have a really strong uh, ethical standpoint on animal cruelty, okay, and then you have, this is where it gets a little tricky, plant-based, okay, so I know everybody's been in a grocery store, and now it's taken over, right, there's aisles that have things that say plant-based on it, Um, There's Beyond Meat. There's Impossible Burgers. You can go to Burger King and see plant-based. And I think a lot of people confuse that with something being healthy, right? Because it says plant-based, right? So when something is labeled plant-based, that means that they didn't use any animal products. Although there may be some different chemicals or substances they've used to make things kind of taste familiar to animal product. Now, what I love to specialize in is called whole food plant-based, okay? So whole food plant-based is everything in that produce aisle, okay? The lettuce, the greens, the kale, the broccoli, the bananas, the oranges, and then the aisle over, which is the beans and the rice and the nuts and the seeds. Nothing that's really processed. I hate those aisles. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Like we like to go all just straight to the middle. I know. Right? I'm like, mm, uh, okay, but go ahead. Yes, I know. And there's right. so many. It looks so pretty with all the colors over there. So yes. <laughs> so that's kind of what whole food plant based is. It's um, minimally processed foods. I always give this example of when um, people say, "Well, what's considered processed food?" I say, when you go to the produce aisle, which is always on the outskirts of the market, you'll see a potato. Right, and then when you go a couple aisles over, you'll see that potato has become a potato chip, okay. And then you go another aisle over, now that potato has become a French fry, okay. So that's the process going through the aisles of you know what's processed food. So the whole food is actually on the outskirts of the in that produce section, okay. Same thing with corn, it turns into a corn chip, you know, (laughs) it just kind of processes through the aisles. Um, and then the alkaline diet is um diet originated by Dr. Sabi. Some people have heard of him and he has a list of recommended foods that keep your body at an alkaline, um, I guess measurement to say, um, so you want to keep your body, um, in an alkaline state, which can actually help prevent and cure disease as you know, he would say. So there's levels, you know, there's levels. (laughs) And I kind of took them to each level. Yeah. So she broke that down for us, you guys, levels. So
1: if you're trying to start, you don't need to go all the way to the left because one, I tell people even, well, you know, even as a fitness professional, I always tell people that get intimidated about going to the gym. It's like, listen, before you come and try to do a workout like me, let's start on your fitness level. So (laughs) let's start on your dietary level can we can we take away the french fries and potato chips and start with a potato <laughs> some baby steps <laughs> i love that i love that okay all right so rashida one of the topics that you talked about on your page and i know that we were talking about dairy and things like that but i know one of the the topics that you had that i thought was very interesting was about the hidden products that actually include dairy. And I know with this being breast cancer awareness month, I'm also a breast cancer survivor. And I was really big into dairy products. You know, I, I thought that for my fitness journey, I needed to be eating yogurt with high protein content, or that was a healthy option. Or instead of eating something fried, I wouldn't eat a bowl of cereal with milk or just any, anything like that. I thought because it wasn't fried that anything else had to be healthy. So can you give us some insight into that question about the hidden dairy products? Yes. So,
0: um, I've over the years, I think over the last three or four years, I've just done so much research about hormonal imbalances okay so i you know was a personal trainer i've been training women before i was plant-based um so a lot of times women would come to me and say oh my cramps i got pcos i got fibroids and i'm like what is going on right what are the foods that we are eating because everything's related to food okay everything comes back down to what we're eating every single day And I started looking at, okay, what foods cause hormonal imbalances? And the biggest one is dairy. if you do a little research on Google, you'll see it's there, right? Dairy. So a lot of times, um, I think it's about 80% of black and brown people are lactose intolerant, but we continue to eat it because it's just a part of the standard American diet. You know, you feel your bubbles gutting, you know, like it's all moving. And we just kind of pretend that, you know, it's okay, you know, eating the macaroni and cheese and, and ice cream, and you just kind of take a little lactate something and move on. But your body's really telling you something. So a lot of people believe, okay, I'm getting off the milk, right? I'm getting off the whole milk. I'm going to do 2% milk. Um, Now they're like, I'm doing almond milk. And I'm doing, you know, coconut milk. Yay. And I'm like, yay, I'm really happy about that. But We still like ranch dressing. We still like sour cream. We still can't get off the cheese. Um, You know, they and that's all dairy, right? That's all going to increase your estrogen, right? When it comes to hormonal illnesses like breast cancer, fibroids, PCOS, um, it's just going to cause disruption in your hormones. So um, things like that, that may be a little bit obvious. And then there's some sneaky things, right? Like you can be in the spice aisle. And, you know, pick up ranch packet seasoning, of course, that has dairy in it. Or sometimes there's like a, a garlic paste and we don't read the back of it and it'll say contains milk. Right. Uh, so they love to sneak dairy in a lot of our products because it's cheap. You know, it can make things thick. It can make it's a fat. Right. It makes things taste um, more, more sultry and, and delicious. Right. Because fats do that. So you just have to be careful and actually read the ingredients if you're refraining from dairy products, like turn it over, actually read it. And when you read the ingredients, there will actually be a little bold um, caption at the bottom of the ingredients that says may contain dairy. Okay, so if you're reading something and there's all these ingredients that you can't read, but you go to the very bottom, it will say may contain dairy or soy or something like that, because those are some, you know, um, sensitivities for a lot of people.
1: Okay, that's very good information. Yeah, I always see that, that at the bottom. May contain dairy, may contain soy. And right, you're exactly right, because adding that little additive of some kind of dairy binder in there, you're going to get that creamy tasting, ooh, it tastes so good, or you feel that satiation after you eat, whereas whenever I eat a salad with, you know, fat-free Italian dressing or or something, (laughs) I ain't feeling too full. I feel like I need an ice cream sandwich or something after. So Mm -hmm. I like that you brought that uh, into the forefront for us to educate us on that. And so and also you guys if you go like I said Rashida Joy R A S H E E T A J O Y she has tons of reels where she goes into the grocery stores and and tells different labels shows you how to decipher the label I've had several episodes also with reading labels especially for people that are trying to lose weight and serving sizes and things like that so make sure you follow her and look at some of those videos because they're very, very educational. Now, uh, another question that I wanted to ask you is for anyone that's listening, that is contemplating changing to a plant-based lifestyle right now. So they're sitting there and they're like, you know what, this is kind of hitting home because I've been eating a little too much dairy and now I'm intrigued about it. So What are some of your recommendations? I know I kind of just said earlier, like go from potato chips to potato, but say I'm just trying to lose weight or I'm trying to, like you said, you had a familial link. Now your mom, she's like, I got to change my diet. So what are some of the key things that you tell people from the beginning of how they can transition to a plant-based or like you said, a whole foods plant-based
0: lifestyle? This is a great question. Um, I'm a coach, right? So I help women transition to eating whole food plant-based. Um, I do challenges and tutorials and coaching sessions um, very often. And, and then in January, I'll be doing the really big ones. So people, you know, start their new year off plant-based, right? For a lot of different reasons. But uh, I would recommend first thing that you write down on a piece of paper what your reasoning is. Okay. Um, you know, if that's to lose weight, you know, dig a little deeper. Why, why do you need to lose weight? So I can run with my kids. Great reason, right? Why do I want to go plant-based because I got type two diabetes and the doctor says I need to make a change. Great reasoning. Why? Okay. So write it down because it will get tough. You know, it's not, it's not the most easiest thing. So write it down first, know your reason why, and then have fun. Start with some, Netflix, right? There's a documentary, a lot of documentaries called What the Health on Netflix. Um, There's one on YouTube called Forks Over Knives. Like really learn and see what people are eating Um, because I think a lot of times people believe that a plant-based diet or a whole food plant-based diet is just seeds and nuts and leaves. And there's a whole world (laughs) of delicious foods out there that um, we just kind of got to open our mind to. And it's okay because we weren't, raised. I wasn't raised eating plant-based. I was eating all the stuff, ribeye steaks and oxtails. And I, you know, ate all of that. But when you transition to being plant-based, you'll see like, wow, there are so many different foods I didn't even know existed. So I would start with just educating yourself and knowing your reason why before you even change anything, just kind of confirm it within yourself and build some faith on it and then start taking the steps. Um, there are a few things that people make a few mistakes with is, you know, they'll start doing nothing but salads all day and, you know, they'll start feeling dizzy and lightheaded and, you know, Oh, I just ate, I just ate carrots and they're doing this. woo I feel, you know, sick, you know, and it's because they're not getting enough calories they're not really diversifying their diet. Um, so I help with things like that with recipes and meal plans and, you know, get creative because food can be really delicious. I'm a foodie, okay? So so everybody knows you could be plant-based and be a foodie. Um, So I would recommend that you start there. And yeah, it's okay to do baby steps. It's okay to do baby steps. I run into a lot of women that want to be alkaline, vegan, but they haven't quite got vegetarian down, you know, or they haven't quite got, you know, like you said, uh, eating potatoes instead of potato chips, you know? So, you know, we'll easy go, easy does it, you know, but, um, we'll start where you can, you know, and my programs, um, we baby step, but we take a big step. Okay. So when you come in my programs, we're going to start, I'm going to tell you everything, how to go grocery shopping, how to read labels, how to actually change your lifestyle. So I usually attract women that, you know, have already kind of started on the journey, you know, and they just, really want to finish strong. Okay, you're right.
1: So, the one thing you're saying is that you have to commit to the lifestyle change. And I think that that's a big thing like you said people are always talking about it or they want to implement it or they want they just want to half do it. Okay, well, I'm going to just no, nah, I'm going to have the almond milk instead of dairy milk or I'm going to have this instead of this. But to do a lifestyle change means committing and doing, like, right. no, there is no one-in-one. It's this
0: and only this. <laughs> so I like, I, like I like that. Yeah, very, very similar to that. Yeah, like, you do have to commit. Yes. Because, you know, it's it's your taste, right? So it's like many people say, I've tried the, the, the vegan cheeses and it doesn't taste good. And I'm like, well, no, it won't taste good because you're still eating regular cheese. Right. So your taste buds will continue to be comparing what you think is cheese to what something else is like cheese. You know, just the same thing when we went from maybe whole milk to 2% milk and it was like, oh, this tastes watery. But then eventually 2% milk was just, you know, milk to us. Right. So you have to give your taste buds a chance. So you do have to commit. Yeah. I know my
1: kids did that transition when I went from milk to almond milk, you know, and they were like, Oh, this tastes like water in my cereal. And I'm like, well, sorry, we're not doing milk, dairy milk anymore. There's estrogen in there and I can't have estrogen. So sorry. <laughs> what about, can you give us a tip for anyone that's listening or watching? Can you give us a tip? Like you said, one of the biggest things, and I know i uh, I go through these phases too. You know, whenever you've been in fitness for so long, you have to figure out how to challenge yourself. What is it this? Because you just become, you're just maintaining most of the time. So you have to come up with different goals or whatever. So sometimes I'll push myself like, oh, okay. All right. So my goal is now I want to lean out, but I want to be, you know, 18% body fat. So then I'll eat like super clean for like three months or something. So Say someone is going through that thought process right now. And they're like, okay, well, I'm going to give it like three months or whatever. But then they start. And like you said, don't do the salads, but they start and they feel like they're hungry all the time. Because when it's time, when I'm doing like straight meal prep, no snacks, no, 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 nothing. When it's time to eat, you do not, I'm not cute at all. (laughs) Like I'm about to tear that food up. So do you have a couple of tips for anyone of, of snacking or something to kind of help with that transition.
0: So one thing I I like to talk about is, um, you know, you can be a competitor, you know, there's plenty of plant-based competitors, fitness competitors, right. And you do the meal plan. that's really, really strict. Um, And I always like to say on a plant-based diet for like, I guess, ordinary people, vegetables are usually unlimited right? But nobody really wants to eat, you know, three cups of broccoli, (laughs) right? But if you did eat three cups of broccoli, you would not be hungry. You know, Um, if you did eat kale, which is, you know, 10 calories, you wouldn't be hungry. So it's just a different type of eating that uh, would allow you not to to be so hungry all the time. Um, And depending on your meal plan, like, If you are trying to get fit or, you know, trying to get to 18% body fat, um, there are certain fruits that are really low glycemic, right? You can add different things to your protein shakes to kind of help you with that hunger pain. Um, and then there are snacks that you can have, right? Not like a kale, not like a potato chip, but there's like seaweed chips. There's kale chips for a little snacking, um, I always said um, before I went plant-based, I didn't really know what dates were. Everybody know what dates are. Like I've seen them. I never tried it. it looked like a raisin. And I was like, I am not gonna like raisins. But when I tried a date for the first time, all I needed was one. And that knocked out a sweet tooth, right? Um, like if you ever had that little sweet taste after dinner or something like that, one date, which is really high in fiber, high in iron, um, all these great minerals. It was doing great for my body and it was knocking out that you know, I want something sweet at the end of <laughs> end of my my meal. Um, so I guess that would be a tip: is just like load up on the greens. Right, greens are very good for us, um, and it's just a mental change between how your protein looks, which is a common question people love to ask is, Where do you get your protein from? You're not eating chicken. You're not eating beef. You're not eating eggs. How do you get protein? And there are tons of Protein in different vegetables. It's just that your plate with your three ounces or four ounces of chicken breast will be, you know, six ounces of, you know, broccoli or black beans or lentils or something like that, that would have more protein and some carbs in there. And you just kind of portion it differently. That's usually it because kale, spinach, broccoli, quinoa, chickpeas all have amazing amounts of protein. And then people that are staying away from soy, like that's another question people love to ask about soy. And I'm not a fan of, of anybody really eating soy, um, but there are all kinds of different kinds of grains that have more than enough protein to help you build a phenomenal muscle built body. Um, I know you didn't ask me that. No, no. <laughs> but I kind of segue into it. <laughs> I love it. I love. Hey, I m- the more the better. I I
1: love it because again, when people are listening, they they may not even know that they have a question about that, or they may not even know that that was something they were thinking about. And then as you're talking, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So no, I love it. I love it. Okay, so last question. Tell me another of the common questions or topics that you're asked about or that you talk about.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the protein, the protein is, is a big one, right? Um, sometimes I'll get women that want to be a physique bodybuilder and then we have to take a different approach to her protein, right? Like how she's going to build muscle with her protein intake. And then sometimes I'll just get a woman that's, you know, 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight. She's like, I just want to lose weight. And do it plant-based? How do I do that? Because she may be recovering from something like fibroids or endometriosis. And it takes a time, right, to deprogram, to unlearn what we've been told about protein and how much protein we actually need to lose weight versus how much protein you may need to be like a physique, you know, bikini (laughs) pro, you know, 18% body fat person. Um, so I always want people to know that there's protein in most greens. There's protein in um, you know, your oatmeal, there's protein in quinoa and chickpeas and black beans and llama beans and um lots of nuts and seeds. All contain protein. And honestly, we don't need as much protein to live as we may think, right? Because most people aren't like you, Holly, that are going in the gym and you know, Lifting heavy, heavy weights. Most people are just kind of moving their body and walking. And they just want a little slimmer physique. They want nicer toned arms, you know? So always baby step it, right? Um, Because protein is is actually calories. It is high in calorie, right? I mean, the more you eat. So you just have to be careful with how much you're actually inputting and really focusing on nutrients, right? Like making sure you're getting your zinc, And your iron because iron deficiency is rampant. Right. Making sure you're getting your fiber, which nobody's talking about fiber. Everybody's talking about protein, but every protein source that most people eat has no fiber, which is why people are constipated. I was just about
1: to interject that, and I was about to say whenever I'm trying to be really lean and I beef up my protein intake, I always feel like now I have to add Miralax. Now I have to add the salad with like, like you said, all the leafy vegetables because if not, then I'm gonna be have (laughs) it's (laughs) going to be counterproductive because now I have a
0: bloated stomach because I can't poop. (laughs) Right, exactly, and you know our whole entire immune system is in our gut, right? So if we're eating so much protein and um, you know, just trying to build all this muscle and we're not getting the greens that we need in, your immune system will start to get weak. And that's how people usually get sick. And then you know, all kinds of things will start to happen. Because if you have a really good high immune system, you can dodge things like colon cancer. You can dodge things like breast cancer. You know, even other illnesses, flus and colds—you know—you can dodge all of that stuff if your immune system is high, which means you need to be eating things that have really good fiber. Um, and the more meat that you're eating, the less fiber is that you're intaking. So, so that's really a common question about um, how do you get your protein? And my question to that is, how are you getting your fiber? You know, because most people are always getting enough protein, and you know, between burgers and ground turkey, and you know. Most people are getting enough protein. And then another common question is, what do I feel about soy, right? And um, soybeans and things like that. Um, Most women have some kind of hormonal imbalance. That could be cysts in the breast. That could be endometriosis or um, recovering from breast cancer or uh, fibroids. So I don't recommend soy products or soy-based products. Now, soy is everywhere, right? Soy and sugar are everywhere. So it could be really hard to kind of, you know, dodge it, but I don't recommend eating things like, um, the tofus or, um, what else is there? Tofu, soy milk, things like that. There's other ways to get your protein intake with things like, um, seitan, right? Which is, you know, three ounces has 20 grams of protein. Um, but if you're gluten sensitive, then we'll pick something else. But Most people don't know these words, (laughs) these foods, because we just haven't been taught about them. So don't worry. You can get more than enough protein on a plant-based diet. And I would recommend staying away from soy.
1: Okay. Good information. Good information. Rashida, I already followed you and I'm going to have to get my life together. And. Your life is together. Your life is together. Sometimes you just need need a little tweaking on certain things. And I just feel like you have to be a lifelong learner, especially us in the fitness industry or people that have the healthy lifestyle. Because unless you have a specific goal, you kind of get complacent what works for you. You kind of just keep doing. And I feel like you have to be a lifelong learner. You need to constantly change up things. And, and even if it's a workout or it's a diet, whatever, you just, you just don't want to stay the same forever. You know, you don't, you could be having a a even better outcome by tweaking a few things. So I love all the information that you gave. Now for, Uh, For uh, the final closing, I'm going to have you tell us how they they can reach you and things like that. So tell us one about, you mentioned a few times that you do have a program. So tell us about your program, what it entails, how people can get in touch with you, website, handles, all of that stuff. Tell
0: everyone how they can follow you and support you. Yes. So I have a 30-day program that I usually start at the beginning of each month. And it goes into full detail. I give coaching calls every single week, you'll be with a group of women very similar to us that are trying to transition to eating whole food plant based. So I give you coaching calls. And I'm also a fitness professional over 10 years. So I'm going to be giving you workouts to, you know, lift and tighten and tuck and, you know, build your um, glutes and arms and everything, you know, that we want to, you know, feel sexy along with changing our diet, because I think it's very important that you do both, right? You can't do one without the other. And actually nutrition is the toughest part. And it's the the biggest part of the, you know, body transformation. So I do coaching courses and um, they are 30 days. And you get, like I said, a group of women that, you know, are just like you. So you can ask questions like, how do I go out and be social plant based girl? How do I do that? Or, You know, how do I read these ingredients? You get all of that coaching um, for you. And you can find me on Instagram. I'm really active on Instagram. My handle is Rashita Joy. That's R-A-S-H-E-E-T-A-J-O-Y. And my business is called Pretty Pumped Fitness. So prettypumpfitness.com. You can sign up there, learn more about me and my story. Um, I got some free meal plans so you can get into my... um, newsletter because I do give free things away to my people that are subscribers. Um, yeah. And I'm also on Facebook a little bit here and there, but if you look up pretty pumped fitness, you can find me just about anywhere. Okay. Thank got it. So and spelled
1: much. pretty pumped for anyone that um, that's listening to the audio.
0: Sure. It's pretty P R E T T Y pumped P U M P E D. Fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S, and .dot com. Oh, it's pretty pumped. And dot com, .dot com is the website. <laughs> .dot
1: com is website. Okay, yes. perfect. Got it. Okay, because some people, you know, they they miss suffixes and they forget how to spell certain things. The other day, I had a total brain fart. I forgot how to spell business, and I was like, "Wait, b Yes, it happens. <laughs> So it happens. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rashida, for coming on and telling us your everything, your platform, your story. I lost my mom too. So I'm very sympathetic to that and I understand totally. And sometimes we find this passion going through those types of things in life. And all of a sudden it ignites something and you're like, hey, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. Maybe this, I, I'm, I'm not happy about the traumatic part that made me find it, but at the same time, here I am. And you're definitely impacting tons of people, even the people that are going to listen and watch this, you know, that I'm hoping that they take a couple of little gems that you dropped and implement that into your lifestyle. So thank you again for coming on today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for hosting this platform for women like me. Love it. Of course, of course. We all winning, boo. We all winning.